frequency. Not the radio kind, but the training kind. We're going to talk about that and more on today's Peace Walker podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Peace Walker Podcast, episode number 73, Frequency. This is Craig Gray, and speaking of frequency, frequency starts with that first step into whatever endeavor you're going to partake in. If you're looking to be a better protector, learn how to defend yourself, stand up for other people, be clear on what that means, be more self-confident, then get on my six-day defense program. It's absolutely free. If you just go to sixdaydefense.com, put in your precious email, you are going to get that program, which is over the six-day period, you're going to get access to 12 videos. They're very short. They're five minutes each. One video goes over a physical tactic, and the other goes over a mindset um, regarding this life as a protector. Then you're also going to get privy to my almost daily emails. So basically, I'm going to email you almost every day a tip, trick, tactic, story about being a protector and how to integrate it in your life to live a happier, healthier, more successful and fulfilling life. So there you go, sixdaydefense.com. If you haven't yet, get on it. You will not be disappointed. All right, so let's talk about frequency. So today, um, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's raining out like cats and dogs. It started off misting. I got my run in before, um, before it really started coming down. But, um, but earlier today, I had a meeting with um, the sales rep. Actually, she owned the franchise of Valpac. And uh, we're doing some promotions here for the holiday season for the local academy. And I've done, Valpac is a little advertisement that gets stuffed in envelopes and you mailed to you with coupons. And I've done it way back in the day. And I thought, um, hey, COVID is, I wouldn't say COVID's over, but uh, hopefully we have a little bit of a reprieve and and a little bit, little bit more enormously as far as here in Michigan with business operations and classes. So I thought I'd bump up some of my advertising again, and uh, I'm running a big holiday special at the academy, trying to get new people in and uh, kind of entice them to start training. And I'm doing some advertising as I usually do. You know, I got my online gigs going, the... Um, I get I get pretty good SEO for the website because we're the we were the first, you know, crowd place relatively speaking in the area, and uh, we've been around a long time and very consistent. And then uh, I do some Facebook advertising, even though I hate giving money to Zuckerberg, the Zuck, just because just the principle of it. However, it's usually a decent source of advertising, so I put through him a couple dollars, and uh, and. I usually try some conventional advertising too. I do different things here and there to see if I can't make some headway. So I, years ago, probably 20 plus years ago, I used Valpac for a little while. And I thought, eh, what the heck, I haven't visited that in a while. Maybe snail mail has had a resurgence. So I thought I'd give Valpac a call and uh, see what they could do. So anyways, 
uh, Leah's is Gail's name. I forget her last name, but uh, but so I give Valbeck a call. Leah answers. She ends up coming out here um, a couple days later, and we go over some some plans about um, their advertising programs. And of course, when it comes to print advertising, it often goes to well, the more frequency, the better. You know, advertising one time is going to do a lot of good. However, frequency is really where it's at. And no offense to Leah, but that isn't always the case. Um, sometimes more isn't better. It may not be right, reaching the right market. Maybe nobody's opening it. Maybe it's just not enticing to them. Maybe it's a million reasons why it's just not successful. Um, under most circumstances, I think frequency is typically better. With advertising nowadays, the good thing is, is you can really, there's a lot of trackability. And old school advertising, it's kind of funny because I was in that world for many years back in the day. Uh, I used to sell um, printing, uh, mainly commercial printing, some packaging, but mainly commercial printing. And uh, I always remember the ad reps talking about frequency all the time. So basically, you know, who was it who said it was a famous businessman, maybe the owner of Macy's or something like that. He said, I know I'm throwing away half of my advertising budget. It's absolutely useless. The problem is, is I don't know which half. So they keep dumping money into it. Um, I'm not quite of that viewpoint, especially nowadays with online advertising and how much you can track it. Um, so obviously she gave me the big pitch about... Um, you know, frequency, you need frequency, frequency is better, you need to commit, well, she didn't say need, but, you know, it's usually better to commit to a longer period of time so people get to know you and so forth. And, and there's a certain amount of logic to that. Um, however, there's also, you've got to be able to track, for me, I've got to be able to track what's coming in. It's so funny because I told her, I said, well, it's pretty easy. I interview the people who come in and I ask them, hey, where'd you hear about me? And, you know, if they say Valpac, then I'll know. And obviously, it's not her first rodeo, I'm sure. She had a resolution to that object, objection was, well, you don't always know. So oftentimes it drives, you know, their coupons drive traffic to the website. So sometimes it may not be direct. Um, they may not know that it came from Valpac, which that may have some truth to it as well. However, I'm not going to make my decisions based upon that. I need more hard evidence. Which brings us to frequency in one's training. Frequency, we often get it, get people in here. At first, they're very excited about training. And then, so their frequency is high, right? They come in, frequency is high, they're very excited. But then what happens is they realize it's work. And the frequency wanes. And then sometimes it wanes even more to the point to where they don't come anymore. So I got a great question the other day with our intro group that is about ready to move on. They're about ready to graduate from their intro session and move on to the next. And, you know, people ask me, well, Craig, how, how do we, what do we do next? You know, how do we become successful, what should we do, so forth. And it's really a simple approach. It's a simple structure. It's a simple method. You show up. You show up to class. Just like, hey, if you want to get a degree, 
you've got to pass the classes. In order to pass the classes, you've got to pass the tests. In order to pass the tests, you've got to do the homework and your assignments. And in order to do that, you've got to come to class and do your homework and read. So the same thing in class here, right? Most of the people who aren't successful, pretty much all of the people, not most, all the people who are not successful are the ones that don't show up. You cannot be successful if you don't show up for the game. How frequently? Well, your frequency is going to really depend on your life, but you need to dedicate something to it. If you don't dedicate anything to it, just like with Valpac, right? If I didn't dedicate anything to it, I wouldn't know if it would work. So frequency, what is the, the optimal frequency for you? I don't know. That's up to you. You know, are you a Navy SEAL getting ready to deploy on a mission? Well, if that's the case, your frequency for your training is going to be quite high. If you're a middle-aged mother of three, maybe you're raising them yourself, you have a job, you know, maybe one day a week is all you can, all you can manage. But then um, try to dedicate yourself to that. And also frequency when it comes to training is, you know, are you just going through the motions or are you really working it? Are you really training it? Are you really trying to work at getting better? So frequency does matter. The more you hang out with people who know more than you do, the more you hang out with a certain culture, the more that's going to rub off on you. It's hard not to get better if you're hanging out with people who are proficient in whatever it is that you're trying to get better at. So that's one thing. Also is, you know, what are you putting into it aside from your frequency? And keep in mind with training, frequency isn't just about frequency in the class. That's one thing. But how frequent are you training on your own? So you should train every single day. It's the same thing that I told this gal who asked in the intro classes. You should train every single day. It doesn't have to be for an hour or two. I mean, that's great if you can. But, you know, it might be after you're done brushing your teeth, you go through a move that you just learned in class. Uh, just before you, just after you get out of bed, you know, you do a couple techniques that you, that you learned or were reviewing in class. <clears throat> There's no excuse to not train every single day. Do something. And then hopefully that will expand as you create those habits. You want to expand those to train every day, you know, for longer than you did the month pre previous. And then another thing you can do is find someone to train with. Find someone outside of class. Maybe they go to class, but you decide to get together outside of class to train maybe one day a week. Maybe two, but at least one day a week. Maybe even one day a month. You guys get together and you go over things in class. Someone about your same level so you can grow together. And I wouldn't really do a bunch of people. I would do maximum, maximum three other people. So there's a maximum of four people. And I think that's even pushing it. I may ask three other people to train and then I rotate them through. So if, you know... Partner A can't train with me, then I can call partner B and maybe they can train. Um, but if it's gets too if it gets to be too many people, it turns into a class. And you don't want it to have you don't want it to be a class. Because that's not your personal training. That's why you have a class, right, that you go to. And sometimes, you know, it can get distracting from class as well. Because what happens is with more than one person, people um, the social structure starts. And people are put into roles, and it oftentimes it, it doesn't it either fizzles out or it takes on a new life or it doesn't end well. 
So I would say get one person to train with and, and commit to, you know, one day a week, one day every other week, one day a month, whatever you can handle, whatever they can handle. Um, I've got a buddy of mine, Kevin, you've probably heard me talk about him before. He and I have been training together since the 80s, and we get together about once a week. But this week he had to cancel because work came up, and other weeks I have to cancel sometimes because work or something happens. But we try to get together every single week, one day a week for an hour or hour, hour and a half. Same thing with my training. I train every day. Um, I probably, I'd say four to five times a week, I probably train about an hour to two hours a day. Some of it's martial arts training. Some of it's just workout training, you know, running and lifting and stretching. And then obviously I teach class. I probably teach, I would say, six to eight classes a week, nine classes a week, something like that. Let's say nine classes a week. You know, but this is my life, so you may not be in that position. But basically, commit to going to class, I would say at least twice a week. Commit to a buyu, a partner, maybe one day a week. And then commit to training at least a little bit every single day. And you'd be amazed at what gains you can make, at what skills you can develop how much better you become so frequency the more you do it usually the better it's going to be the more you know the more you put into it the more you get out of it as they say so last little bit on frequency and then i'm going to cut it loose i'm going to cut you loose for today but also frequency when you're talking about frequency it can be discouraging sometimes if you don't know how to measure your progress most people aren't like me probably Kevin, to where, yeah, I, I measure my progress in different things. But quite frankly, for me, it's enough to practice. That is my progress, to practice. And then I pick up new things here and there. Um, I know there have been different times in my 45-plus years in martial arts. There's been other times where, you know, things have been more goal-oriented, especially when I'm training for, you know, like a competition. When I used to train for competitions or I used to train – um, you know, when I train for a rank or something, I know something's going to be covered. Uh, same thing, you know, when I know I'm going to be teaching something, I may brush up on it and train for it. Um, when I train with people, my instructors, or, you know, I go to a seminar and learn some new stuff, I will, um, you know, I might practice that stuff for a while to get better at it. So I do have a kind of defused metric for my training. But I think there's a lot of other people out there in the world that need more like hardline um, goals. And, you know, like in the academy, we've got, you know, there's rank if you want it. Nothing's mandatory, but there's rank if you want it. We test about once a year. The individuals, we, we hold tests about once a year. Individuals will test about once every year to two years. Um, and that's a good kind of pacing, setting pace for individuals for a while anyways but um, eventually I, I think it's good to grow out of just testing for this idea of rank so like after our black belt I give out tra challenge coins they're kind of like Don rankings but challenge coins um, there's one through ten and then there's a kind of a lifetime achievement award another a gold challenge coin the rest of them are silver but um, other systems have Don rankings you know, 
I've got several rankings in different martial arts that are, you know, fourth down, fifth down, sixth down, whatever. Um, some go higher, tenth down. There's some out there that are higher than that, even believe it or not. But um, traditionally, there's usually nine or ten in the Asian martial arts. Krav Maga, too, depending on the system, there's different rankings. You could have different ranking in instructor rankings or rankings in rank, um, like practitioner ranks. But you should try to learn to be motivated and find metrics more than just rank. Rank, I think, is a thin, as Hoist Gracie once said, you know, your black belt covers about two inches of your ass and the rest is on you. Um, But there's different ways that you can measure your progress. Sometimes for me, you know, if I've injured myself, then I'm measuring my progress of post-injury. Or, you know, as I continue to change as I get older, I measure my progress by other different things. Um, sometimes it's it's gaining a new concept or moving more effectively or moving more efficiently or doing something with less strength or aligning my body more effectively or trying to do things with less effort. Um, trying to adapt situations better. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of different ways that you can measure your progress, but none of it's going to happen without you having frequent training. So your frequency is huge. So the tip trick and the tactic of the day is frequency. Train a lot. I think it's better to train more frequently than it is a longer duration. It's better to have more shorter duration trainings than it is fewer longer duration trainings. But it just depends on the situation, right? Like some of the, some of the instructors that I train with, let's say take, take Jack Hoban, for instance, you know, he lives in a different state. For many, many years, I would go out every month to go to his, his um, seminar. And then I would you know, take notes and come back and I'd train the crap out of it. And then uh, same thing with Krav Maga. You know, none of my Krav Maga instructors were local. They were all mostly from Israel, if not, you know, some of them from other states, but most of them from, were from Israel. So I'd go and I'd train with them for a while and I'd come back and I would practice that stuff. And uh, obviously I've been privileged to have some local instructors that I'm able to train with a little, you know, a little bit at a time, multiple days a week for decades. Um, that's best case scenario, but that's not always the, that's not always possible. And the same thing goes with online training, you know, with the online training resources nowadays, peacewalker.net um, is one online training resource, you know, our, our private membership. But, um, you know, you have access to a lot of courses and a lot of content so you practice it and then you touch base with the instructor hopefully you can do it either live online or live in person and you go over the things but it's going to take work and uh, the frequency is huge so you've got to build the habit of frequency so there you go frequency train show up do the work do it a lot you'll get better (laughs) not rocket science but it's simple not easy as well all right gang that's all i got for you for today Remember, this idea of frequency begins with a single step. And maybe that step for you will be going on 6daydefense.com and getting my free home study course. Again, that's 6daydefense.com, all spelled out except for the dot. 
get my free home study course, get on my almost daily emails, and get going on this journey of being a protector and being a peace walker. All right, gang, thanks so much for joining me. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.